Uh, turn with me in your Bibles to Isaiah chapter 9, verse 6. There's some stuff in there we're going to talk about today. So the message, I titled it, The God of the Impossible. So if you have some impossible situations, um, you need the God of Impossible to show up and fix the mess that we created. Amen? Um, this, is, uh, this is Advent message number two, and it's titled The God of the Impossible. Before we get in there, if you'd grab your bulletin, I don't know if you guys have been following us uh, with us on this Advent series on your phone. You can do that. If you don't have it, scan your phone over the back and it'll get you there. Um, Christmas Carolyn, we got that, that list there. We're going to be going out. Um, the next place is going to be uh, here uh, this Wednesday, and then we'll go out in Warrington. And we were singing uh, last night out in uh, Warrington, and uh, they did ask me to do a solo. The neighbors did. <laughs> And I thought it was I was going to break into my own little deal. And they said, no, we want you to sing so low that we can't hear you. That's cheesy. I mean, amen, though. It's still kind of fun to say it, though. And all the, you guys, I, I, there's too many things to tell you about. And then be here for the Have Bible Will Travel Christmas special on this Friday. Totally awesome. I can't give all of it away. But we will be, one of the things that we are doing, uh, besides a few things that I can't mention, is we are doing Little Drummer Boys, so we're bringing that back. Hallelujah. Amen. Uh, and for the first time, I think in two years, our coffee hut is opened back up. Randy the Barber's back there with his host of merry men and women helping you, so get your coffee there, so... Uh, let's read 9, 6, and 7. For to us a child is born, to us a son is given, and the government shall be upon his shoulders. His name shall be called Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, Prince of Peace, and of the increase of his government of peace there will be no end. So that's good news that there won't be any end uh, to our Lord and Savior's uh, government. Amen. Amen. So in this, we're talking about the Prince of Peace, and if you're following in the, uh, on the Advent series on your phone, it talks about the, the uh, Hebrew word for prince is captain. So I want you to mark that down, mark captain down, and shalom means peace or completeness. Peace or completeness. Now say completeness. completeness. So Jesus is the captain of completeness. Amen. Amen. Now, I'm going to tell you a story. This is a true story, and I think they're some of the best ones. So yesterday, before I head to Warrington, I'm getting dressed. I'm out there, and I'm thinking Christmas in my mind. So the way I'm thinking, I'm going to, I'm going to get dressed, and I'm going to do Christmas, and it's like red, and it's you know totally like Christmas spirit. And I got this um, cardinal. Um, it's kind of like the stretchy material you know, that you put on. It's like a base layer. And uh, so my wife looks at me, she's like, uh, don't wear that. <laughs> and I was like, I go, what? She goes, don't wear that. And she goes, you wore it last week. So, I mean, for like girls, that's illegal to wear something two times in a row because your girlfriends would see that you had it on last week. See, here's the deal. I don't have any boyfriends, so it doesn't. <laughs> and over that. I'll get to, I got a point to this. <laughs> Last week, 
I wore my Have Bible Travel Garage shirt, the red and black one, total Christmas with red under it. Well, this, this week, I wore one of my cut-off jean shirts. You know that I, that I like to sport those. And they're like, man, this is a fashion disaster right now. It was so bad. She, she, she revolted so bad against my, my uh, costume, if you will. She called my daughter down in Branson. She goes, you're not going to believe what your dad's got on again. And she, she goes, like, I, was, I go, at this point, I'm walking out of the house. I'm going, I'm going with it. And, and Keelan goes, Dad, don't wear it. It's like, don't go, you know. <laughs> I was like, oh, Lord. Yeah, all right. praise God. I, amen. <laughs> so some would say that that uh, was incomplete, you know, your, your um your costume or whatever it is, your, what you wear. Um, and and I made, it may be a fashion nightmare. But here's what, here's, here's what I want to tell you today. Where we are incomplete in our, in our dress and in our shortcomings, God has called you the total package. So I just thought that was pretty cool. Um, so this prophecy, let's 750, 800 years before Christ, and uh, you can debate this with Pastor Mark after service, like, was it really 750 or 800? You can fight that out with him. Um, he talks about the government being on his shoulders, and then we'll, we'll pray, and they're passing the Christmas box around the government. To govern means to institute a policy to the people or, or that kind of thing. So Bad policy is hard to digest like vanilla ice cream without chocolate syrup. It just doesn't go together. Curtis. It's a a policy that is hard to digest, but the policy that God is trying to institute to his people is not burdensome because it's his word. Amen. Amen. Um. Let's pray for that and uh, let God of the impossible come into your life. We're going to put a little blank in there for you and whatever that is, it, relationally, um, you know, financially, health or whatever. Put that blank in there and let's let the God of impossible fill that void uh, that the other things of life can't fill. And let uh, the Holy Spirit and the power of Jesus Christ bridge your gap and soothe your anxieties today. Amen. Let us pray. Father God, today, you tell us through your word and through your Hebrew language that you are the captain of completeness. And because of the redemptive work done at the cross at Calvary and and we've accepted that, uh, that atoning work in our lives, Lord God, we're complete spiritually speaking. Although we look flawed and act flawed and have flaws, but through the lens of your son, Jesus Christ, we are complete. And uh, Lord, I ask today that uh, you bless those who give, bless the gift, uh, and let the church be blessed uh, as we move forward. And we pray all this in thy name of Jesus. Amen. Amen. So let's applaud the Lord as the Christmas box comes by. Amen. So let's, let's drop the lights down for just a second. I'm going to read Matthew, and then we get back into Luke. We'll turn the lights back up. I want to set the stage for you, and um, I want to set the stage for you. We're just going to read a, a couple of verses in here. I think it's about, uh, about three or four verses in 
uh, Matthew 1.18. I'll just read it. And, and you be thinking about the God of impossible. So um, the, your section and your section and your section here, your section, your section, and, and all the people who are on live stream, not just in our state or our city, but all over the world that's watching the, the broadcast today. Amen? Would you pray for them as well so that, so that they can have a, a, a complete day today? Amen? So here's what it says. It says, now the birth of Jesus Christ took place in this way. When his mother Mary was, had been betrothed to Joseph before they came together, she was found to be with child. Now, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to ask you to underline something in your Bibles here in a minute. And her husband Joseph, being a just man and unwilling to put her to shame, resolved to divorce her quietly. So I want you to underline unwilling to put her to shame and, re, and, and resolved to divorce her quietly. I want you to underline that. Verse 20. But as he considered these things, behold, an angel of the Lord appeared to him in a dream, saying, Joseph, son of David, do not fear to take Mary as your wife, for that which is conceived in her <clears throat> is from the Holy Spirit. She will bear a son, and you shall call his name, what is it, class? You shall call his name Jesus, for he will save his people from their sins. So this is the word of the Lord. Amen. Let, let me pray over this real quick. So. The God of impossible can intervene in your life. And, and I may tell you a story or two when we, when we go through this. I, I really feel God's spirit moving today. So just kind of be ready. I'm, I'm being real with you right now. Amen. So, so Lord, I just pray that the God of impossible, you are, show up in, in all of my friends' lives today. And, 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 and do your handiwork today. And we love you and we thank you. And we cherish this word in Jesus' name. Amen. All right, uh, let's go ahead and turn up the house lights again, if you would. Thank you guys up there so much. Um, so let's go back to the text, and we'll look at it, and we'll break it down, and we'll kind of slow roll through it, and then we get to Luke, we'll pick up a little speed. But I want to make sure you get this and digest this. And, and then I want to speak to the guy. We don't often, uh, Keith, we don't often talk about Joseph, and he's kind of overshadowed by Mary a lot, and that's okay. She's found favor with God and all this kind of thing. And uh, I, I do want to say for all my friends that are here today, God doesn't love Mary any more than she loves you. And the Bible says that she's blessed among the women, but not above the women. And she doesn't possess deity or anything like that. And that it only take anybody about three minutes to, to figure that out if you study the, uh, study the Bible. So the stage is set and, 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 and the ground's level at the foot of the cross. Amen? Here we go. I do want to tell you this, Scotty. I was born in North County, so I kind of still have a North County mentality. I do. I just... And ask me if we're going to go there, and I'll tell you what we will. We're going to go there today. Come on. The guys know what I'm talking about now. Here it is. So the birth of Christ comes... She, Mary, is engaged to be with Joseph. She's engaged. She's going to be married to Joseph. Cool. Out of the same line. And it was prophesied that this would, would happen. Before they came together, before they knew each other, in the Bible, anytime you, you see new or know, if you're reading King James glory, it would mean in an intimate setting. Before they came together, she was found to be with child. Now say it with me. Uh-oh. Uh -oh. 
Now I want the guys from North County going, oh, what's up? <laughs> I mean, just like for real, man, I thought we were going to wait. I thought we were waiting. Really? And all this happened, and I, I knew it was. The, when I went out of town, did he come by? You can't conceive the idea. You thought we were waiting, uh, you know, the whole deal. And we're going to be throwing Elizabeth in this when we get over into Luke. And, you know, she got her own things going on. She was called Baron. So, like, you ever get together with your family and it's cousins? And she's like, well, girl, you know, so-and-so never had a baby. And you're Baron. And I haven't had one yet. And me and Joseph have never been together. There starts to be a shift going on. And, uh, you know, I don't know if they had pregnancy tests back then or what, and he found it in the trash can. Or... <laughs> I mean, would that f- just like, guys, would that fry your mind? You're like, dude, are you kidding me right now? Hold on for a second. Donnie, I got to go outside. I got to go outside, and I want to talk to just the guys today. Have you ever been in a place where you just had to get away, get outside, and then you said this, don't talk to me right now. And then somebody would come up and they want to like, like they were kind of like trying to comfort you and they'd like put your hand on their shoulder and you're like, dude, don't put your, I mean, no, I mean, don't, don't put your hand on my shoulder right now. That's where Joseph is. And you may have a similar situation relationally or financially or, or health where there's a blank there, Mr. Cherry, where God's got to come in and go, this is the God of impossible has got to show up in this situation because I am losing my mind. This looks like this thing is going to hell and the hogs are eating it. Amen. Do you need the God of impossible to fill in that blank today? I'm just asking you. Just hold it right there. All right, so... They came, and, and then she was found that she was pregnant, if you will, from the Holy Spirit. And her husband Joseph, being a, a just man, unwilling to put her to shame. He was a just man. Just man means that he was found righteous in the sight of God. And, and if you're a just man and you're born again, man, you may not react the way you used to react before you were born again. And I ran into this problem after I gave my life to Jesus. You know, my wife was like, you know, she's like, man, you know, why did you just smack that dude? And I was like, man, I'm saved. I can't do that anymore. So what I'm saying, Bill, is there's there's something that just holds you back just enough where you just ain't smacking somebody or something like that. And you plug in whatever your deal was. Or, Or... Maybe you don't reply to Facebook posts the way you used to reply to Facebook posts before you were saved. Don't look down at the ground now. Somebody's like, oh, my gosh. I seen some of them were like, oh, man, I just, you know. There's, there's a restraint on yourself to keep your spiritual posture correct with God. Now I'm on to something. That's the God of the impossible because, like in the natural, oh, we would go there. You're sitting in the right row there, Nikki. With the... we, we, we would go there. All of you guys just shake your head and go, yeah, we would. We would. Amen. 
The same family that barbecues out front don't have a problem going behind the woodshed. Hello. All right. Uh, so he's not gonna he's not gonna make a big deal. Uh, there's still some there's some tact to this man because he's a follower of God. He considered in verse twenty these things. Behold, an angel of the Lord appeared to him. So he's pondering these things, and then all of a sudden the angel shows up and 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 almost kind of mopping his brow, going, "Thank you," but still not understanding it even after the angel told him. He's going, "Man, I can't believe this is going on right now." And then you're showing up and you're telling me that my wife is going to carry the Christ child, the Messiah? I don't understand that. That's got to be the God of impossible. And, and I'll bring it to your world right here. And, and they fix it. And God fixed that marriage and he fixed that money and he fixed that health and he fixed all that. You go, that's got to be the God of impossible because this, this thing was really messed up. I mean, this thing was really a mess. And we kind of talked about that, and I'll just throw this out there real quick, you know, kind of, and get in your, and I'll get in your business here and your Kool-Aid and everything. So I was telling the story last night, and, you know, you, you guys know our story. It's, it's pretty much out there. And, and, like, right after we lost Rocky, and then I, we just were, like, in the front room, you know, and the, and the possibility of stomach, someone staying together after you lost a child is only, like, 3%. It just almost doesn't exist. So we rode on that thing like a southbound train. And I remember being in the front room one day, and, and that's where I met the God of the impossible. He came in, and I was like, I t and my pastor had to come. It was one of those where you're like, Pastor, you need to come over. And I remember getting up, kicking the couch and, and all that, and I was just like, you know what, man, you can have the whole thing. I said, I, and I'm born again. And I go, I'm out of here. I, I'm, I'm like totally out of here. And then all of a sudden, the God of impossible showed up through my pastor. And he, and he said, he said, he told me, he says, he said, where are you going? He said this to me. And I go, and I was trying to think of something real wise, but I wasn't really wise back then. So what I wanted to do, being a new Christian, I just wanted to revert back to what naturally felt. Come on, talk back to me a little bit. I said, I could like go back to drinking and. And all that, and he's like, and God's like, man, how stupid is that? Yeah. And then I, and then I remember right after that, we, I sat down on that couch next to my wife, and my pastor was over here, and my, we must have just shocked my pastor like crazy, and like, oh my gosh, these guys are crazy. <laughs> and I sat down, and I looked at my wife, I said, will you stay with me forever? And she said, yeah, she said, I will. And uh, so. Here we are. So, so that's, and your story is somewhere in there, and it may not be the loss of a child or a marriage, because you guys are all, marriages are fine, I know that, but. <laughs> For people that don't know, we do marriage counseling out there in the boxing ring. But, I mean, you, you know, as long as some of you guys have been together, it's got to be God. Because there's, and that, that right, I could walk out right now and this thing would preach all day long. But you got the God of impossible in your life, to, uh, impossible to make things possible where you're at right now. 
It's, it's going to be a good Christmas, but you're going to have to decide uh, if you're going to let God do that. So he considered these things. Behold, the angel of the Lord uh, appeared to him in a dream, saying, Joseph, son of David, do not fear to take Mary as your wife, for that which is conceived in her is from the Holy Spirit. I told you that's totally freaking you out. Um, and, 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 I, and, and I always kind of believe that I got enough, enough street savvy to figure all this out until I got to this position. Well, I go, street savvy ain't going to get you through this deal. You, you, you have to have the God of impossible to fix this dang mess that we're in right now. Amen? And I mean that in, in all ways. And then the last verse before we go into uh, Luke is uh, Matthew one twenty one. She will bear a son, and you shall call his name Jesus. And read this with me, class. For he will, say, say it with me, for he will save his people from their sins. I don't, I don't know about you or where you're at, but I'm, you, Larry, you can feel the power of the Holy Spirit in this church today. Let me pray for you before we get into the book of Luke. Lord, I just pray that this word comes alive, and I believe this is a, this is a timely word that's got everyone frozen in their tracks. Um, they're going to respond. And then... Father, God, in the name of Jesus, this church will respond to this word today. They'll either walk away and avoid it, or they'll get on their knees and ask for forgiveness. And let us be cleansed in thy name of Jesus. Amen. Amen. So let's applaud the Lord one more time. Just for the... Oh, yeah. All right. Uh, Man, I feel better, I'll tell you. Uh, Luke 1, uh, 146. So we're going we're gonna to read this. And uh, so this is called the, the, the Magnificat. And it's a, uh, a Latin word for my soul magnifies the Lord. So that's kind of in short. This is a response to Elizabeth's um, declaration to, to Mary. And I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go back and just visit this just a little bit. So Elizabeth's barren. Uh, She can't have any kids, and all of a sudden, she ends up getting pregnant. Mary goes to visit her in Judea. Uh, Elizabeth's filled with the Holy Spirit, and John the baptizer leaps in her womb. So there's something not just about God, but there's something about what God has done in that family. Yeah, you know, it's the cousin, and so she's getting pregnant, and then... Uh, then Mary's going to end up getting pregnant, and Elizabeth's going, woohoo, you know, and all this kind of stuff. And that's almost like a reality show, isn't it? Something we could put on a reality show. Your cousin, my cousin, we're both pregnant, you know. Verse 44 says, For behold, when the sound of your greeting came to my ears, the baby in my womb leaped for joy. Wow, this is the front runner for Jesus, man. He's. Uh, He's already excited about Jesus, and he hasn't even met him yet. He's already excited about his job, and, and he hasn't even walked on the job yet. He's, he's excited because he's full of the Holy Spirit, and when you get full of the Holy Spirit, you'll get as excited as John the baptizer. All right, so Luke 146, here we go, and we're going to break it down as we go. We're going to pick up a little speed. And Mary said, so there, here's her reply back to her cousin. And I have to believe that it's legit, and it's, it's not like a, where you're trying to, do you ever got a, you guys don't, but you got know anybody that has family members that are always trying to one-up the other family? 
and it's usually like through the kids. You're like, oh, isn't Jimmy really cute? And then, you know, within, you know, like a week or she'll send you back a picture. You're like, isn't little Johnny cuter? You know, or somebody's favorite. My house is bigger than your house. I got a new car. Can I keep going? God's not interested in all that. He's not interested in tit for tat. He's not interested in you cutting someone down. He's not interested in you picking out someone's flaws at this church. I was thinking about kicking out all the people that had flaws in this church, but then I wouldn't have anybody here anymore. <laughs> and we, you, you, we go through this every once in a while, Mike. You go through it like, oh, like, you need to get rid of him, man. I'm like, well, if I got rid of him for his flaws, I'd have to get rid of you. So we're staying, Curtis, and it's going to be good. <laughs> right? Can, I mean, can't we? I mean, he overlooked yours. Can't we overlook each other's? This, yeah, this, this, amen. <laughs> Sometimes you, the, the, the biggest revelations are the easiest. So we're sitting in a Bible study room. I'm studying all this kind of stuff, and all these revelations are coming to me and my wife. And it's like, man, I'm glad I'm saved. Amen. So let's talk about Mary. So here's a reply back to her cousin. It's very genuine. It says uh, 47. Uh, it's her song. It's her declaration, her proclamation. It says, in my spirit, uh, or I'm sorry, it says, my soul magnifies the Lord. So my soul is my character after I've been born again. So what used to be your conscience or your makeup now is your soul uh, when you're born again. So it says, my soul magnifies the Lord by the way I walk, magnifies the Lord by the way I talk, magnifies the Lord. By my habits, I magnify the Lord. By everything that I do, by the way I drive, it magnifies the Lord. And that's sometimes tough, right? Do you guys, are you guys one of these people like you go, uh, officer, I was just going like with the flow of the traffic. Use the flow of the traffic. Did I, I'm going to tell you a story. I have to tell you this story, and I've already told it to you. So I, after I got saved, you know, uh, you know, I'm coming off of Highway 44 eastbound, and I'm coming on to 270. And you know you can actually, like, pick up speed when you're going down a down ramp. I was picking up speed. And then I cut over, and you just, I had this music up, and I was rocking. I was in my big truck, and I got ranking services on the side there, big fish on the side. Uh, like a dummy, I put the phone number on there, too. <laughs> Watch this, Debbie. <laughs> You'll relate to this. I, cut, I was just like, yeah, man, I'm a Christian. Woo, it's so good to be a Christian. <laughs> Hello. Hey, uh, are you a Christian, man? I was like, yeah, I'm a Christian. He goes, well, I'm behind you. Just cut over four lanes. <laughs> so my soul was magnifying the Lord in my singing, but not in my driving. <laughs> Don't you like to pick and choose what you like to do with God? See, see, see Mary gave... All of herself to God. Let me say it again. Mary gave all, her, all of herself to God, not just some of it. So uh, maybe we can learn a lesson from Mary that we can, our soul can really magnify the Lord. Amen. So uh, either do that or don't put your phone number on your truck.
And God's people said amen. amen. And I have other ones about that too. They're pretty crazy, but I'm not going to tell them here at church. I'll tell you that. So uh, my spirit rejoices in God my Savior. Now the spirit, man, is God's Holy Spirit, the third person in the Trinity. You learned that in Sunday school, that lives inside of me as a born-again believer. He has sealed me, has baptized me with his Holy Spirit. And it says, my spirit rejoices in God my Savior. That means I'm going around going, praise God, I'm saved. Praise God, I'm saved. Christmas had a whole new meaning. uh, and, 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 And God's beauty had a whole new meaning. And you used to take it for granted before you were saved. It's like, you know what, man, big deal. But now I, I, I try not to take things for granted that God has given me. Amen? Uh, it says, for he has looked on the humble estate of his servant. For behold, from now on, all generations will call me blessed. And remember this, not because of what she did, but because what she allowed God to do in her life. So, and you go, well, can the God of impossible really work in my life in all areas and and, and the answer is absolutely, positively yes. But you'll have to allow him to work in that area. And uh, let me say this. So Pastor Aaron kind of brought this up the other day. We were somewhere. We was, we was roping or something. And, uh, and uh, he said, yeah, he said, you were preaching last week about having God come in your house, clean your whole house out, and even the closet that's in the basement where you put all your junk in and, and you don't. Let anybody else in there. God wants to get in that room too. And that's that's kind of where like we're like, God, you know, it's God everywhere else, but not right here. And sometimes those closets get packed, don't they? And we need God to come in there and clean it out because the rest of your house really looks good, but it can actually contaminate the rest of the house if we so let, let me let me just let me let me I'm gonna put it out there and you know I'm gonna beat this drum. Somebody's house can actually be brought down by something else that's going on in another room. Oh, that's as quiet as it's ever been in this church. So we kind of overlook it because some of them are spouses and our kids and they're just doing this and they're entertained. But what happens is they're not just being entertained, they're entertaining devils. So if there's something going on in your house that you know is ungodly, you got to stop it or it'll continue to go on. Uh, yeah. Now, I didn't say that to the rest of the church, but um, I thought it would fit today. For behold, from now on all generations will call me blessed, for he who is mighty has done great things, and holy is his name, and his mercy is for those who fear him. So mercy is not getting something you deserve by keeping God your Lord and Savior and having reverent fear towards the Lord. He said those who fear him. So after church last Sunday, we're sitting around and we're talking to my my daughter was there. She came in out of town. She said, Dad, she said, I just hope that people will... We'll, we'll love Jesus and we'll be really reverent before him. It, doesn't that speak to you when, when, a, when a young person, just their prayer is that they really want the church to be reverent towards God? I, I want to be part of that church where, where everyone is together. We, we overlook all the imperfections of people and we're continually reverent before the Lord. Amen. 
Let, we'll work on our own selves. We got enough. We got enough work going on in our own self that we we don't need to be worried about other people's stuff either. So go ahead and rise up. I only got a couple of verses, and you can bring the house lights up there. You can bring them down. We're gonna get out here way be way ahead. So mercy's not getting something I deserve. We know, Ken, what we actually deserve. We know, we know what we deserve. You've been in church long enough, Bruce, to know that you don't, you know, you actually know. Ask Bruce when, when you get him off the stage and go, Bruce, what do we really deserve? And he would tell you, you know, he's, you know, you know the story. He's out in California playing you know, all the rock stars. And if, whoa, if we just get this, if we just get this gig, it'll really work. It ain't going to really work, man. It ain't no different than anything else. Or like if we get to this place or I get to this guy or this girl or this house. And, and then once you get that guy or this girl or this house, you'll want something else right after that, Lori. Then you go, man, I can't wait to get rid of this dang house. Amen. All right. So, uh, so his mercy, he, you don't get something that you actually deserve because you fear him. And from generation to generation, he has shown strength with his arm. He has scattered the proud in the, in the thoughts of their hearts. And he has brought down, watch this, he has brought down the mighty from their thrones and exalted the humble estate, those of humble estate. So he brings down all the mighty people, all the powerful people, and all the rich people that go against his kingdom and have policies that are contrary to him. He brings them down in the end. So all those people we admired and all those people we looked up to, oh, look at him or look at her. She lives in this and does that. And she, Did you see what she said about it? Did you see what she said on the Internet? Who cares what she said on the Internet? Amen. He said that he exalted those. So he's going to catapult those, all those people like Mary who have a humble estate. And he has filled the hungry with good things, and the rich he has sent away empty. Can you imagine that? You ever seen like people like that 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 win the lottery? Like, oh yeah, I finally made it. We won the lottery. I can't wait, man. Woo! Won the lottery. And and two years later, you read about them. They're broke again. Man, I thought I thought I thought this was going to change. Oh, it changed your life, all right. And we all know, we know some people that have, have been in those situations. They're on top of the world. Whoa, yeah, man, it's changing my life. Yeah, it's changing your life. It's taking you further away from God. Your God has become your money and your things and your house and your, and your kids and your spouse and all that. That can never be before the Lord. God don't care how much money you got. He's just lended it to you right now. He wants to see what you'll do with it. And you can start a little back there, Bruce. And then I'll bring this home here. Listen. Empty. And I kind of told you, and you guys, guys kind of, while Bruce is playing, you kind of know his story. And uh, being out there in Hollywood and, you know, all this. And then, you know, he was broken. He wasn't born again. And then he walked across the street in Hollywood Boulevard and ended up giving his life to Jesus because he heard some gospel music. <laughs> All right, I'm going to bring this message to, uh, to a place where you can, uh, you'll have an opportunity to respond.
So we, I've, I always week out of week after week, always I kind of air my business out to you just because I think it's a benefit to you that you that you have ministers in this church who have real life experiences about heartache and things like that. Amen. And I think when you share that, people go, hey, you know, that dude screwed up, man. Hey, well, he can fix our lives, too. So I want you to be honest here, and I want you to close your eyes when you hear this. And, and you'll have to respond one way or the other. I don't know how you'll respond, but it'll be up to you. That situation you was thinking about getting out of, and you're supposed to stay in. You was fixing to leave. You were just going, you know what, man? I, I'll tell you what. I, I can't stand being around them anymore. And we, We've been through the marriage things and all that. And you say, well, pastor, if I'm going to stay in this relationship or I'm going to stay at this job or we're going to be able to afford this house, or we're going to, I'm going to have to have the God of impossible show up in my life and make this possible. That's what's going to have to happen. That's what's going to have to happen, Jimmy. Or the sick person or the, or the things. We've all been through these things for a couple of years with each other, haven't we? And I'll tell you what, it's, it's, it's not necessarily policies and procedures that are important, it's people. And I'll leave you with this story. True story. So there's been a, 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 you know, kind of a tragedy and this young lady called us and she wanted us to pray because one, one of her babies was going to have to be taken off of life support. Man, I tell you what, I was in my Bible study room with my wife, and I was like, man, see, that's what I'm telling you. I said, it's people that are important. All the chit-chat, and he said, and she said, he did, she did. You know what, man, that don't mean nothing to that mommy who's got to make that decision. And we, we called her, and we prayed with her. And we said, unfortunately, and she was, she was at the same hospital we were when Rocky died. I said, I said, isn't that the best hospital, like, in the world? She goes, yeah. She goes, and they're all good. There's a lot of them that are good. But we got, a, we got a kinship there at Cardinal Glennon. And she was there, and she says, these people are wonderful. Aren't you glad that God puts wonderful people in, a, in the lives of, of people? like they got to make tough decisions. <clears throat> and we were praying for her that the God of impossible would show up at her, at, at her hospital room with her, with her mommy and the rest of the people there so I got up I packed my stuff up and was headed out the door and then I got a text message from a police officer he said I want you to pray with me for this little girl who is seven years old who just had open heart surgery would you believe with me today that the God of impossible will show up to that little girl's room and heal her can you imagine what a Christmas miracle that would be oh what what that would, that, would bring, that would bring us all so much joy, wouldn't it? So I kind of told you about Bruce's story, and I kind of told you about me and my wife's story, and I told you about these two little ones' story, and I want to ask about your story today. So you'll have to respond or you'll avoid it, one of the two, but you'll have to do something with it. How about your life today? 
Do you need the God of impossible to show up at your at your workplace or your hospital room or your marriage or your health or whatever? And, it, and, and if that is you, I don't even want you to do anything than just respond. And if you respond towards God, I want to bring you towards the altar so we can pray for you just like we prayed for those other families. And you don't have to air out your business here. We're just going to pray for you. So start making your way down. We're just going to pray for you. And then we're going to believe that God's going to show up with a Christmas miracle. And you know what? I had, had some good friends uh, talk to me and my wife after service. And they said, man, we're glad that you showed up because we were really going through a tough spot in our marriage. And, and you've really assisted us. And that's what we're really here for today is just to kind of assist everybody. We don't want to control any lives and we don't want to run anybody's life. We just want to pray for you and do life with you. How about that? So let's all bow for a word of prayer and then I'll let my brother Bruce uh, sing his song. And I want you to stay around for a minute. I just want you to be praying for the rest of the people that are here today. And let's think about all the people that are on the live broadcast while we're here today. Amen. So, Father God, all of the people who are here today who have serious, heavy situations, Lord God, we need the God of impossible to show up in their lives right now, Lord God, and make all these things that seem impossible possible through the working power of your Holy Spirit. And we ask, Lord God, today that we, we stick together as a church family and, and look past all the shortcomings and, and glorify you uh, in encouraging one another uh, of what you have done in our lives and we give you the glory for this day and we pray all this in the mighty name of Jesus and all God's people on Christmas said amen